Hey, hi, hello. Yes, sauce. I think. Yes, sauce. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Not quite, Jim. I mean, do you know what country that would be or what language um, that would be? All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I'm channeling it. I'm channeling it. I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with Vietnam. <laughs> not, not hardly, sir. <laughs> that would be uh, Greek. That's the uh, formal greeting that they say to the tourists over there in Greece. Uh, okay, well, they did not say that to me when we went to Greece. Well, you know what they you said to me? Been hey, on do your you want better manners? <laughs> do you, you want to buy this? Do you? <laughs> That's awesome. I love this because I never know what you're gonna say. I never know what language you're. And what's funny? If there's somebody with 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 a Greek background, like Greek origin, right? And they're like, this dude just brutalized our words. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, the I pronunciation guide for me says, yeah, sass. So, yes, sass. I think I, that's I mean, that's the best I can do in my redneckies. And I and that's that's what we have to kind of preface all this with. These are two rednecks from Florida and Georgia trying to speak other languages. So let's just keep that in mind. That's right. Well, it's financial straight talk with Jim. Fox. My name is Jerry Payne, and we appreciate you downloading and subscribing to our little show here. It's really Jim's show, but he keeps on telling me that I'm a partner, so I'm just going to start acting that way, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it's both of our shows, Jim, and on Financial Straight Talk here, we like to provide a common sense approach to your money and to your your life savings, those sacrifices that you've made, the money you've put away. You want to make sure that your money is working as hard for you as you do for it. So that's Financial Straight Talk, and uh, Jim Fox is the president and founder of Wadadley Financial Group and the father of financial dragons <laughs> is what I like. <laughs> like to call him uh, just to have a little bit of fun. But Mr. Fox, first things first, how are you? I'm doing outstanding. How about you, Jerry? I'm just doing wonderful. We are uh, actually trying something very new this week. I am recording from my home office and you are recording from your home office. So even though we can't be in the same room together because, you know, the world is, uh, you know, chicken little. The sky is falling, but uh, we are we are still able to operate and still able to do what we need to do, thanks to uh, the miracle of modern technology. So it's a little different for me, Jim, recording from the home office. But how do you feel about doing it this way? Uh, <laughs> do this this kind of working from home situation. It, it is strange. So if we hear kids come busting in, or dogs barking, <laughs> or lawnmowers, right? <laughs> Just know that we are not in our perfectly controlled environments. But it, it's uh, what's great, Jerry, is that. It's no different than us doing virtual appointments with clients, right? Right. It's just really cool that we can overcome, you know, the, kind of a lot of the, the preconceived things that we had in our heads that couldn't make things work, right? That we can't see clients because of COVID. We can't, we can't really sit down and help people improve their financial situation because we can't really go see people face to face. And we were able to do that with Zoom meetings. We were able to really, really dial that in. And now it just goes to show you that no matter what gets thrown at us, we're still going to be able to produce this Financial Straight Talk podcast. And I'm super excited about it. That's right. We adapt and we overcome and we make sure that we are still serving the people of the Space Coast and through podcasting even beyond the space coast not just america worldwide that's why that's why we do the uh foreign language hello there at the end of the show but we always say hey hi hello first because the first people we need to serve are the great americans of this country and that's exactly what we're going to talk about this week last week jim we started a little series that we're doing in terms of helping people find their financial independence and this week we're going to continue on that series with the second episode and the second step that you need to do when trying to achieve financial independence that is tackling the worst kind of debt 
credit cards. Mm. Jim, it's such a hard thing to avoid for so many people because it's so easy to get in trouble with credit cards. It really is, Jerry. I mean, it really is so simple. We've all been there. I, I, I would be willing to bet that if we've got 100 people that's listening right this second, 99 of them have fell into that credit card pit at one point or another. Yes, sir. And, and the problem isn't that we fall into it, okay, because that just happens. The reality is is that very few of us figure a way out, right? And, and that's because the system is rigged to work against us. And that's what we need to understand. Yes, we all know credit card debt's bad. I don't, I don't think we need to tell anybody that. But just like a few years ago when you told me you were fed up of just being broke, mm. you're fed up of being in debt, you had to take control. And you did step number one that we covered last week. And then we moved to debt. We focused on how to pay off the debt. And I still – one of the great – think about this, Jerry. I have a long career in this industry. One of my favorite moments is getting that call from you going, Jim – I did it. I'm done. I paid off the last loan. Mm. It feels amazing. But it doesn't come without work. It doesn't come without sacrifice. That's right. And that's the thing. But day one, we start focusing on credit card debt because it is literally the one thing that never has an end if you don't do it properly. It never ends. You will be in credit card debt for the rest of your life if you don't get control of it now. So regardless of if you're 18 or if you're 80, you've got to master credit cards. If not, you will become the slave. They will become the master. Think, why do they call it MasterCard for a second? Ooh. Because if you don't think that's the case, let me ask you one question. Don't make your credit card payment and see how quickly someone comes a call and going, where's my money? Where's my money? And they will call you every day until you pay them. That's I think right. we've all been there, yes. and it's not fun. It's not fun, and neither one of us on this podcast are immune to it. We've both made the mistakes. Uh, Jim Fox certainly dug himself a hole uh, when he was a young man, and I certainly dug myself a, a pretty large hole as well when I was a bit younger, but uh, a good friend of mine, a Marine buddy down in uh, Florida, down there in the Space Coast, who happens to be a financial advisor, helped me dig myself out. So, Jim, let's start with the very first step on this second episode here in terms of getting rid of that credit card debt. And the first point you've got here for this particular episode, why is credit card debt so much worse than regular debt? Well, you know, you hear people say all the time, well, there's good debt and bad debt, right? You, hear, I mean, we've said it. I've said it. I've heard people say it. And you know what? There are good loans out there. There's maybe ones that are tax deductible. There are some loans that have 0% financing, right? Think about this. Who wouldn't want to buy a car at 0% financing? Does that sound I'll like a great deal? I'll tell you right deal? now that I was, I was very close to getting a Ford F-150 because I think they have something like eight years zero yeah. percent or something like that it, but then i realized ah, i've got a 99 dodge ram that's paid off and i've had for about you know 15 years i'll just hang on to that thing right but think about it we all think this way right it goes through our head but understand something good debt and bad debt look exactly the same when you can't make the payment. Mm. Think about that for a second. So yes, if you master debt, taking advantage of good loans or installment loans, what is an installment loan also called a fixed loan? It's a loan that you know the exact payment, 
you know exactly how long you're going to pay for it, and you know exactly how much money that loan is going to cost you, right? Think about it. Jerry, if you buy a 30-year house and you don't refinance it and you make all your payments on time, it doesn't take a genius. Your house will be paid off in how many years? 30 years. There it is. It's not like the bank can go, <laughs> we're actually going to make it 31 years. No, it's 30 years. If you buy a car, now it's funny that you say that, eight years. I remember that when I was a kid, my mom and dad went to, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Paradise Ford. I'm not, um, or Kelly Ford or something like that. And they bought a Ford Taurus and I never will forget. My mom goes, Oh my God, we're going to be paying for this thing for four years. And it was, it was shocking, but that was a, a four year payment. Now it's eight years, right? Now think about this. Loans can go on forever, but at least you know where the end is. That's an installment debt. Now, in comparison, revolving debt is exactly what it sounds like. It means that the balance is constantly going up and going down and going up and going down. The payments are going up. The payments are going down. The payments are going up. The payments are going down. But guess what is always way out there in the future and nobody knows anything about it? The payoff date. Mm. Think about that. As a matter of fact, to show you how crazy it is, a few years ago, there was a senator that wanted to pass a law that said that on every single credit card statement out there, there needed to be a box that said, if you continue to pay the minimum payment and add no more debt, this is when your loan will be paid off. And the banks didn't like that at all, Jerry. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Think about this to keep it simple. If you have a $3,000 balance on a credit card at 19% interest and you make only the minimum payments, how long is it going to take you to pay that off, Jerry? What would you think? 3000 at 20% basically. Uh, I'm going to guess, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Right, right. I mean, and that's a long time. It's actually just shy of 30 years, 29.5 wow. years, if you can believe that. That's why the banks don't want you to know that. They want to keep you in debt forever. And that's what credit cards do. You do not want to be in debt forever to the banks. Just as Jim said, try not paying your bill and see what happens. They will come a calling. The next point here that Jim's got is the most commonly heard piece of advice. Don't charge what you can't pay off. And Jim, that's just that's a little bit of financial straight talk right there. That's common sense. But a lot of people fall into that trap of, you know, running that card all the way up. Yeah, and, and let's get real. All of us have been there. At least I, I should say 99% of us have been there. And understand that from the get-go, the system is designed to trap you. That's what it's there for. It shows that minimum payment. It, you think about it, I can have the 84-inch TV today, and I only have to pay $39 minimum payment a month. Now, they're not telling you it's going to take 30 years to pay it well, all. And they also don't tell you that there's a balloon uh, interest rate in six months or 12 months or whatever. You know, it's going to go from 0% all the way up to 20 or 30%. Right. Those introductory rates are a whole nother story here. But even if we assume just a flat 19 or 11 or 12 or whatever interest rate you have, it is going to take forever. Also, the other thing that is happening more and more, and I hear people all the time, yeah, but I'm getting points. Now, I have flown all over the world on points with my credit card. All over the world. I had $16,000 in airfare that was paid for by my American Express points just two years ago. But understand something. I pay off that credit card because it's not a credit card. It's a charge card every single month. Once you start making payments on something, the points 
are not as good as the interest you're going to pay. So you're always going to be in the hole. The other thing is cashback cards. Sure, they're going to give you a little cashback, but they're going to take a whole lot more in interest from you. So you've really kind of got to program yourself. And the problem for my generation, Gen Xers, Jerry, and all the way down is we have become part of that immediate gratification kind of right. society. For you, it was MTV Cribs, but for yeah. for me now, and for people even younger than me, you know, it's the Instagram and the Snapchat, and everybody showing off all the great new things that they have. What you don't see is when they open their bills and their eyes get wide, and they say, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. You know what happens is once you get so far in debt, you realize that you're never going to get out, and it becomes that mentality. Yes. So the only way to fix it is to realize that it's designed to trap you. Don't get stuck there. All right, so we're going to keep it moving here and move on to the very next point. How do I get the lowest possible interest rate? Jim, how do you get that low interest rate? Can you believe that it's as simple sometimes as picking up the phone and calling and asking? You mean I have to muster up the courage to actually call the credit card company? Yeah, and you know, I did it, right? We had $87,000 in credit card debt at one time, Jerry. 80, can you believe that? Well, 87,000. I mean, insane. And when the when I first was told to do this, I was like, that'll never work. Guess what? It works. Pick up the phone and say, hey, this is I'm a great customer. Can you help me? And they're going to say no. Hang up the phone. You call back a week later. Hey, can you help me? No. You call back enough times, they're going to ask to speak to a manager. Say, okay. hey, can you help so me? So a little, a little bit of persistence and a little bit of not giving up is what you're talking about. Absolutely. Now, the next thing you can do is to consolidate some of those debts, right? Consolidate. Now, we all get them in the mail. Hey, if you consolidate your credit cards it's going to be zero percent financing for 18 months or whatever the thing is right so that's a good option that is a great option to kind of consolidate that but you have to not go further into debt stop using the cards until you become debt free with those credit cards or this cycle never ends now the great option or the best option go get an installment loan consolidation from your bank or credit union you're going to pay off all those credit cards hopefully every single one of them and you're now going to know that you're going to pay x amount of dollars for x amount of years say 300 dollars for five years or whatever it is now the key here is is of course you want to make those payments but equally as important Jerry, what do you want to do with those credit cards? You don't want to close the accounts, but you want to make sure that you're not using those credit cards anymore. And if that takes it, yeah, get your scissors out and cut them up. Or, or develop a plan that allows you to utilize your credit cards. Well, hold on a second, Jim. I want to add one more thing, and this is actually an honest question from me to you. That sounds like a great plan to get a loan from your bank. For our veteran listeners out there, are there any sort of veteran benefit programs that will help our veterans consolidate their debt? Well, it's the same as pretty much everybody else, except they have USAA. There are some non-for-profits that will help you. But the reality is, is, is we're kind of all on the same level playing field when it comes to that. Yeah, there are a few little additional benefits. Navy Fed has slightly less, you know, credit requirements than, let's say, Bank of America, right? It's sure. a little bit easier sure. to get a loan or something like that. But the reality is, is that each person needs to go and talk to their bank or talk to their credit union. But I can't stress this enough. You've got to make sure you put yourself in a position to where you're not 
incurring debt again. It's okay to use a card, but you always got to pay it off. That's what it all comes down to. All right, absolutely. Now let's get into the very next point that you were were trying to jump the gun there on me, sir. Let me do my side and you do your side. The fifth point here is, is a snowball or avalanche strategy better when tackling debt? Jim, let's define (laughs) snowball and avalanche because I didn't know we were a weather channel on this program. Pretty funny. So think about it. The kid who has a snowball at the top of the mountain, Jerry, right? Mm -hmm. And he rolls it downhill. What happens to that snowball? Well, it gets bigger and bigger and picks up momentum and it's running over everything before you know it. And the way that you do the snowball plan is you rank your debts from the lowest balance to the highest balance and you don't pay any extra. You pay minimums on everything except for that small balance. You put all the money towards that. And as soon as that small balance is paid off, you don't stop making the payment. You roll that next payment into the next one. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And by doing that, you are going to pay off the debts faster. Now, it is not mathematically the best way to pay off your debts. I need you to know that. From an interest rate standpoint, you're not going to save the most amount of interest because we're not worried about interest rate. We're worried about the balances. But for a psychological win, this is the fastest way to see yourself succeeding, right? Because the other option is an avalanche. And an avalanche basically means all of a sudden, it might take a while, but sooner or later, something gives. And when it does, everything falls apart. So the way the avalanche works is this. You want to start with the highest interest rate all the way down to the lowest interest rate. And you want to work on that highest interest rate. You're going to chip away at it. It might take you months. It might take you years. But as soon as that highest interest rate breaks, guess what's going to happen? The avalanche is going to come down and wipe out those other debts. That's right. If I can jump in, Jim, I think once you stop paying off the highest interest rate, you don't lower the amount of money that you're contributing to your debt at that point. You take what you were paying on that highest interest rate and apply it to the other credit cards that you're trying to pay down. That's correct. And that's why it's called the avalanche. Just like the snowball, the only difference is we're prioritizing by interest rate over balance. For those people that don't need to see wins right off the bat, for those people that can stay disciplined, the avalanche method is without a doubt the best option to knock out debt. But again, you got to program yourself that you chip away, you chip away, you chip away. And before you know it, you're going to wake up and you're going to be debt free. By the way, Jerry, we knocked out that $87,000 in credit card utilizing the avalanche method. And we did it in 13 months when we finally got serious. So that's a huge thing, and it wasn't easy, but the key here is is to be disciplined, as you already know. Yes, sir. A little bit of discipline goes a long way, and a lot of bit of discipline can take you just about anywhere you want to go. All right, we've talked about the strategies, Jim, of how to get out of debt. The last point we have for this week, how can I avoid going back into Mm. debt? I mean, that's that's probably the hardest part, really, because once you get that feeling of feeling free, that's when you let your guard down a little bit, and it might feel good to go ahead and buy that TV or buy that extra, I don't know, the newest dishwasher or the newest refrigerator for your home. Yeah, and there's really, first and foremost... <laughs> or you the, know what? That exhaust that you want for your uh, brand new Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about the reason people go back in debt initially. It's not because they want the exhaust. It's because the washing machine breaks or the tires on the Mustang are dry rotted and you need new ones because you can't drive it, yes, right? Sir. So those things are going to happen. Life will always happen. So you've got to get an emergency fund. I know I beat this to death, but you've got to accumulate an emergency fund for these kind of things to help you avoid going back into debt. 
Second thing is you've got to beat that psychological beast down. You've got to stop caring what other people think. You've got to stop trying to impress other people. I'm going to be honest with you, Jerry. There's a young Jim Fox out there that wanted things just to show people, wow, check out what Jim has, right? And I know mm -hmm. it's a really stupid thing, but I'm going to be completely honest with our listeners. I got caught up into keeping up with the Joneses. I wanted the loudest sound system. I wanted the coolest wheels. I wanted all this other stuff. A couple of watches Don't, in there too, huh? <laughs> some watches here, there, along the way. But the key here is to understand that you don't have to try and keep up with them. Focus on your plan. And the last one, and the most important, you know, we always hear you got to pay off your debt. You got to pay off your debt. Well, I adopted, and this changed my life, Jerry. I'm telling you, this is it. This is my secret, and it works to this day, is I adopted the 10-day rule. And what that says is, is every 10 days, I pay off my credit card in full. Whatever is on my card, including pending, gets paid off every 10 days. Now, so Jim, I, I don't want to interrupt, but that lets you accomplish some of those things that you were talking about earlier, like using those points to travel the world. I mean, you've told me about some of the benefits that you get on your cards, and it's hard for me to believe, but by doing this 10-day rule, I mean, you're taking advantage of the credit card companies instead of them taking absolutely. advantage of you. Absolutely. And, you know, just in 2020 is a great example. We had over four, even during our, during COVID, our trips down to the Keys, we saved about $4,800 wow. in, in, in hotel costs by using our cards and paying them off. But every 10 days on the first of the month, I start 10 days later, I look out and whatever's due, I pay off, which means for those 10 days, I'm always thinking, can I pay this thing off in 10 days? Guess what? On the 20th, I pay off my credit card again and then on the 30th I pay it off again I do this religiously Michelle is to the point now where she's like don't even tell me I know you just paid off all the cards again it's something <laughs> that I do but in my mind I program myself that if I can't afford to pay it off now if I can't afford to pay it off in a week I shouldn't get it until I have the cash to do it and that's so important and I know right now people say no that's easy for you to say understand something that stage only happened after I did all the other stuff first and that's important credit cards are great tools and they will help you do amazing things they will get you the best loans they will get you some of the best perks you can imagine but they will also put you in the hole financially they will also destroy you they will also cause you to file for bankruptcy they will do all these things if you let them take control only thing we want you to know is that the only way you win when it comes to credit card debt is to be sick and tired and know that you've had enough. When you make that decision and you follow these steps, you are going to become debt free. And if you remember the pain of those credit card debts, you will not go back into credit card debt because it was so painful. You worked so hard to get out. You'll never go back there. But understand something. This isn't easy because if it was easy. The majority of people would be debt free when it comes to credit cards. Instead, the majority of people out there are carrying balances that are making minimum payments on and telling themselves that is the norm here in America. 
understand something. If that's normal, I'm okay being a weirdo. I'm okay with doing something different because I want financially independent. And Bishop T.D. Jake said it better than anyone I've ever heard say it. You will never become financially independent if you're paying 19% interest on the sofa in your house. And that stuck <laughs> with me more than anything I've ever heard. Jim, I'm sure some of our listeners out there know somebody that's had a drinking problem at some point in their life. And they always tell people that you have to hit rock bottom and make the decision for yourself to get help before you can actually receive the help that you need. So similar to that is the credit card problem. I mean, it can be very easy to get addicted to credit cards. So find some way that you can get to that point where you are ready to help yourself. If you know somebody who has an issue with spending money that they don't have on things that they don't need, maybe share this podcast episode with them. Maybe share it with your son or daughter, maybe your grandchildren, whoever needs to hear this. We would love for you to share this podcast episode with them because we want everybody to achieve that same financial independence and take advantage of the credit card companies and make them work for you instead of you working for them. Get out of that revolving debt and find a way to achieve your dreams, your goals, your desires. We want everyone to enjoy a good life and make sure that your money is working as hard for you as you do for it. That's about all the time that we have for this week on the Financial Straight Talk podcast. If you're listening to us, that means you found us on the internet somewhere out there on a podcast app. Go ahead and get subscribed. We would love for you to share this episode with somebody. If you'd like to leave us a review and let us know that we're doing a good job, we would love to hear that. If you have some other constructive criticism or feedback for us, you can also send us an email at info at getfst.com info at getfst.com if you have any questions we would love to hear from you so that we can help you out jim is the resource for financial straight talk that common sense approach to your money here in the space coast in the united states and jim maybe one day we'll break through and get global on this thing and <laughs> I, I just hope that you're ready for it because i certainly am but for now, that's about all that we have for this week's topic. Next week, we're going to talk about where to find an extra $500 to $800 per month to help you accomplish your goals. When Jim did this 10 years ago, he found nearly $10,000 per year <laughs> to help him accomplish his goals. Somebody was wasting a lot of money on things he didn't need, but I'm not one to point fingers because <laughs> I've certainly wasted a lot of money on things that I don't need. Mr. Fox, that's about all the time that we have for this week on the podcast. I always appreciate being a part of it. For now, you get the last word, sir. Thanks so much, Jerry. Well, guys, I just want to reiterate what Jerry just said. If there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate. Reach out and let us know. That's what we're here for, to improve the financial literacy, not only here on the Space Coast, but all across the U.S. and all across the world. So with all of that being said, on behalf of myself and Jerry, I want to thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Financial Straight Talk. is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC.
Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.